Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lindsay. And this is Lisa. And we have another mixed up episode for everyone. And it is also an international episode. Ooh, very exciting. I'm, I have no idea where we're going today. Okay. Well, I tell you, this one is different because it has some haunts for sure, which we will talk about. But I would say that this one has a lot of legend, interesting stories that I'm honestly a little bit skeptical, but I will let everyone else be the judge. So this should be an interesting one. This is your haunted holiday at the Frankenstein Castle in Darmstadt, Germany. Okay, Lisa. So like I said earlier, there is a whole lot of legend in this one. So I'll be clear about what is real and what we know actually, and what is, what is legend. Some of it's pretty obvious. I don't even need to say it. You'll know what I mean in a little bit okay. uh, about what's legend and what's not real. Uh, but so this is a really cool place. It's called Frankenstein Castle. That's a name that we are all very familiar with, right? The Mary Shelley novel, the Frankenstein book, right? Mad scientist brings, you know, dead bodies back to life and oh my goodness, right? Turns into a movie. It's a whole thing. I think our older sister Jenny went there when she was stationed in Germany for Halloween. You are absolutely right. And that's what kind of had my mind on this is I remember years ago her talking about visiting the Frankenstein castle for Halloween. They have big Halloween celebrations, which we'll talk about kind of towards the end of the episode when we get into how you can visit. It is a tradition that has gone on for quite a while there. And what better place to have like a cool haunted house experience during Halloween than an old haunted castle. Yes, that sounds like a very, like I'm scared of those fake haunted houses anyway with chainsaws and all of that, but I feel like this takes it to the next level. It does. It does. You know, I, although they do have some options, you know, for a little less scary, but we'll get into it here in a bit, but it's apparently the, like the site of one of the biggest Halloween parties in Europe every single year. So it just makes sense, right? It sounds haunted. And guess what? It's also super old. It was built just before 1250 by a guy named Lord Conrad II Rise of Bruberg. I'm sure I just butchered that one. I apologize to those Germans out there. And also, I feel like that has already met all the criteria for being haunted. Like, I don't know any of the information about the history of this place or any of the ghost stories but you just said it was built in 1250 by a lord of some kind mm -hmm. it's a castle in europe like it's definitely haunted like i i can yeah. say this is your haunted holiday approved haunted for sure <laughs> <laughs> right our stamp is on it you know and it's funny because the name frankenstein is creepy just because of the book that that mary shelley wrote but really when i read about this it sounds like Frankenstein is would be kind of a common German name. It's not like there's a lot of Frankensteins out there, but if you break it down, Frank is is really stands for the Franks, which was a German tribe, and Stein means stone in German, so it stands for Stone of the Franks. So it's like a family name. Apparently, 
you know, if you're German, this wouldn't be that weird to have a name of Frankenstein or, you know, the castle being called Frankenstein isn't as creepy as how we view it because of that book that was written, right? So, so yeah, this Lord Conrad guy, he built it around 1250. And the first bit of documentation uh, on the castle is actually in 1252, and it has his name on it, but it was actually built a little bit before that. There was even likely another castle that was located on the same grounds that predates this one that had become ruins. And so there even could be even more history earlier than what we're talking about here there on that land. Wow. Hard to fathom going back that far, really, right? So there's a lot of history, of course. There's hundreds and hundreds of years here that I am not going to talk about, but I'm going to give you a very brief version of this. So by the 15th century, the castle was built out to be a little bit larger, and at one point it was split between two families, and it was just kind of a large, you know, a larger building. In 1673, a guy named Johann Conrad Dippel was born in the castle. He was an alchemist. I don't even totally know what that means. I Googled it and I still didn't totally understand. (laughs) I feel like it's kind of like a chemist. Apparently they used to try to turn things into gold, like other minerals, stuff like that. You know, like a chemist, but not a very good one or a real one, (laughs) right? He also supposedly created what he called an elixir of life. It was made of horns, blood, leather, and ivory. And he claimed that it could cure epilepsy, it could cure the common cold, it could cure all these different diseases. This guy also made claims that he was going to live to be 125 because he had this elixir of life. Well, guess what? He died like a year afterwards of a stroke after making that claim. He didn't make it close to 135. And we've heard of these fake remedies before. You know, that was a really long time ago, but same thing happened at the Crescent Hotel. Mm -hmm. Like, these scam artists, this is a thing. It is. And I don't know that he was, you know, I don't have any evidence to say that this guy is a scam artist similarly to the guy at the Crescent Hotel. I'm sure he was trying to sell this elixir. Now, whether he had a bunch of people dying as a result, probably not, but... This is where it gets really interesting because Johann Dippel, the same guy, this alchemist born there in the castle, he also ruined dead bodies and he would do experiments on these bodies. Some people say that he created a monster um, that was brought to life by a bolt of lightning. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Right? Yes. It does sound very familiar. Apparently the bolt of lightning part bringing this monster to life was not actually in the novel by Mary Shelley, um, but it was in the movie. But actually, apparently there are some locals living nearby the castle that still make this claim today that yes, Dipple created a monster and he brought him to life, all of this. And so of course, that's where they claim that Mary Shelley was inspired to write the book Frankenstein by this castle. We don't actually know that for sure. That is legend, let me be clear, because I will say that Mary Shelley did visit the area around 1814. We don't really know for certain that she actually even visited the castle. She has never acknowledged that her idea came from that castle, but people like to lay claim out there because, I mean, the stories are kind of similar and that's the legend, but I wonder if the legend grew from the book 
it's it's really hard to say right like what came first the chicken or the egg like you know it's that kind of debate right exactly i mean it sounds like a lot of the locals were talking about this guy doing experiments on dead bodies and stuff before she visited of course because he would have been long dead by then so it sounds like that was the rumor and he was not well liked by the people in the town they were kind of happy that he died when he did and so so yeah it sounds like there probably were rumors out there before she visited so who knows maybe she was inspired but this is something that we will just never know so moving past johan dippel the frankenstein guy right the original in 1692 the building became used as a hospital it was used as like a refuge and a hospital for you know who knows people that that needed it and i put this down as a major point because of course hospitals are haunted yes we know that as well seal of approval continues to grow here uh, especially it being a hospital i mean we have done numerous episodes on places that were hospitals at one time mm-hmm. and not even hospitals usually from like the 1600s so yeah you know that medicine and science was not very effective back in the late 1600s <laughs> let's just be real there was probably not very good pain relief there it was probably just awful honestly or cleanliness cleanliness standards think about the infections people would get you know there you you go yeah there you go lisa that's usually my point but you took the words right out of my mouth you're right it's probably not very sanitary it's just a bad situation although it didn't really give me much information on what kind of hospital they were and you know how many people came through there and you know what it was primarily used for but you know hospital haunted sounds pretty good to me (laughs) as far as yes In the 18th century, the castle actually fell into ruins and it was restored in the 19th century. But I should say the restoral that stands today that was done back in the 19th century is not accurate. So the castle that you see today is really cool. It's got some big like towers and it's clearly old, but it also was not restored uh, to what you would have actually seen way back in the day when it was originally built. Oh, interesting. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. 
let's talk about some hauntings. But first, I want to talk about a couple of interesting legends that are out there. So the first legend is pretty simple. Apparently, there is a fountain of youth somewhere in the garden there. And people say that on the first full moon after like a holiday called the Walpurgis night, totally butchered that one. I'm sure Germans would say it very differently. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it's sad because Lisa and I are huge German national soccer fans. So we should, I should do better here, but you know, it's tough. Yeah. I I'm with (laughs) you. Well, apparently this Walpurgis night is usually on April 30th and May 1st. So the night of April 30th going into May 1st is that evening. So it's the full first full moon after that. They claim that old women come to undergo tests of courage. What these tests are, I have absolutely no idea. But the one who wins becomes rejuvenated to the age that she had been on the night of her wedding. What is the, how do you get selected to do this? Is it like some Illuminati special like group it's a legend you know i feel like you might be able to walk around the town and be like do you ever go to the fountain of youth and they might be like oh yeah my grandma she went up there one night who knows it's a legend probably not true is this still happening or is this like a legend from years and years ago i don't think it's still happening so that kind of brings me to another point i'm going to actually jump to which are the claims, and this is actually somewhat true, but there's a part in the woods, in the forest nearby, where compasses do not work. This is an actual real thing, and it's because of some like magnetic stone formations right there within the area. It sounds like compasses work in the castle, but there's a rock formation not far away where compasses don't work. People claim that there are like witchcraft rituals and stuff performed in this location with these rocks. And I even read something about them showing out up out there on the Walpurgis night. So I thought maybe these are correlated. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds about right. Like if if I was a Wiccan or, you know, whichever religion that does some sort of ritual. I mean, I would think Frankenstein Castle, a place with a fountain of youth, a forest nearby where compasses don't work. Like, it just sounds ripe for some sort of ritual activity. And also, also, and I, I say that in just to a degree, but the reality is we do know that there are rituals that take place in certain religions, bad or good. I'm not saying they're bad necessarily. But we hear about these sorts of things happening at all kinds of locations simply because it has some sort of history to it. Maybe there's some sort of interesting like geological thing with that place. Or sometimes people are trying to rile up some evil spirits because it does have a history of haunting. Absolutely. The other thing that I was thinking about with these rock formations was the potential that it could maybe attract more spirits. Yes, we also hear that all the time, right? Different maybe types of stones. Yeah. Yeah, some sort of rock formation, stones, different types of minerals can attract ghosts for whatever reason. That also came to mind. I thought maybe this place is more prone to, to have spirits and whatnot because of what's nearby. So that's kind of interesting. Now, how this fountain of youth works, I still have no idea. 
but that and maybe the rock formations are correlated uh that's a guess i had a hard time finding a lot of information about the hauntings at Frankenstein Castle, even though it's haunted and it is documented that it's haunted because of all the different legends that are out there and the fact that there's the haunted house during every Halloween. Most everything I looked up went directly to the haunted house and I'm like, that's great, but I want to talk about real ghosts, not people in costumes. So it was a little bit difficult. So bear with me, but I have another legend that I want to talk about first. And this is what I'm calling the dragon legend. Apparently, years ago, there was a dragon that lived in the garden near the well in this castle, okay? And the villagers claimed that it would sneak into the village at night and eat people, including children and women. It would, like, massacre folks in the town, right? And so they were terrified all the time about this dragon living up in Frankenstein Castle. And this guy named Lord George, he showed up into the town and people were like, help us, Lord George. (laughs) Help us with this horrible dragon that's killing us, right? So he was like, yeah, I got this. So he went up to the castle. He found the dragon sleeping there in the garden and he tried to kill it and he starts fighting with this dragon apparently according to the legend the the fight goes on for hours until finally lord george stabs this this dragon in the belly with his sword killing the dragon but not before the dragon had wrapped its poisonous tail around him piercing him in the chest with poison they both died as a result of the battle So it could be some cryptozoology here, maybe an unidentified creature that we haven't identified before. But I will say, based on that legend, Frankenstein and rising that dead body to make a monster is sounding less and less likely. Not that that was very likely to begin with. (laughs) You're right about that. I didn't even think about this because, you know, I read this and I thought, obviously, There's not a dragon out there. I mean, for those out out there that believe in dragons, I guess I can be convinced, but I need some evidence. It's not something I'm familiar with. Sounds more like a story to me, but a good one. Apparently, supposedly at the end of the story, the townspeople were so happy with Lord George, even though he died sacrificing his life to kill this dragon. They were so happy they did carry him off and built him in the Church of Niter Bierbach somewhere on the east side of the castle (laughs) and apparently they claim his tomb is still there not so sure certain that that's real it sounds like a lot of this is really legend although there is probably a place in that uh church where maybe they claim that he's buried right right yeah i i'm not buying it but i am open to different cryptid creatures like loch ness monster i mean that could almost be like dinosaur-esque but that story sounds a little more like a fairy tale to me. Absolutely. So this castle has multiple locations. There's, like I said, there's towers that are really pretty high up. There's also even the old laboratory where that Johan guy was doing all those experiments um, and digging up dead bodies and trying to bring them back to life, supposedly. So they believe that he still haunts the the castle they think that he's still there up in his laboratory uh i've heard that there was actually a good episode the one place where i found some information about the haunt was called ghost hunters international 
lot of you guys are probably familiar with. It's a spinoff off the original Ghost Hunters. They went out there and did a full investigation of this place. Another claim is that out of the towers, if you're down there and you're messing around, you'll get rocks thrown at you on the ground from the towers. That could be somewhat true, but I will say Ghost Hunters did a pretty good job. They climbed up there, even though they weren't supposed to go up there, and debunked it to an extent. There were a lot of things chipping off the walls and with high winds. They said you could see how this could potentially cause that. That being said, we don't know for sure. There could be still the potential because we, we've heard of ghosts doing this, right? Sometimes they become protective of their property. We had it happen at the Sorrel Weed House. Uh, a rock You're got right. thrown when we were outside waiting for the tour to start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People see shadows. In fact, on the episode of Ghost Hunters, there was one of the investigators that repeatedly saw some shadows in the chapel area. Um, the chapel seems to be pretty active. There's a statue in there who uh, supposedly the statue has moved in the past. I, I don't know how true that is. I also heard of a prank being played uh, with a statue there in the castle on someone, you know, just messing with with someone, scaring them, making them think the statue was alive. So I don't know how true that the claims are that the statue actually moves as a result of a ghost, but the chapel seems to be pretty haunted because of the shadows that are seen in there. Also, though, the ghost hunters did catch a couple of really interesting EVPs while recording in the chapel. So one of them in German, you can hear it translates to Arbo is here. And they were thinking it stands for maybe Arbogast, who was a knight that lived in that castle. And it sounded like maybe that knight is still there talking. And another one that said, come here. Ooh, that's creepy. I mean, think about all of the potential death here. This place was built in 1250. It was a castle. Castles were built usually, and and it involved like sieges and battles. And also, people back then were ruthless, okay? Like they're trying to get whatever type of power and they're I don't know maybe I've been watching too much Game of Thrones but they're murdering each other I mean this stuff happens at these old castles right so I mean that and they also claim the other last thing I'll bring up is they claim that some of the peoples whose bodies were dug up and used in experiments there still haunt the castle in the form of shadows and voices and, and that kind of thing So to me, it sounds like the potential of seeing a shadow in this castle or catching an EVP sounds pretty decent. I think you've got a decent shot at catching something if that's what you're looking for. So how do you go visit the Frankenstein castle there in Germany? Well, there's a few different ways that you can go about it. The part that I love, though, is that you can visit this castle completely for free, anytime. It's open to the public. Wow. It's just, is it owned by the government of Germany then? And it's kind of like a a historical site that you're allowed to go visit whenever? Yeah. So there's a lot of hiking trails and forests nearby. The the only difficulty is if you're going to go visit the castle and you're just going to see the castle and walk around, apparently I've read that you really have got to be prepared for a hike. Um, there is some hills. You got to wear comfortable shoes. 
don't show up thinking that you're just going to waltz in and tour easily um, the castle. You got to be prepared for walking. So, so be ready for that, but it is totally free. It's open whenever you can just show up and go enjoy it. I will say it sounds like the people that go typically do not go late at night. Like if they're just going on their own when it's not Halloween season. So I would caution you, but it does not sound like there's restriction there. That's what I was going to ask you. Could we go on a hike at night and go hang out and do some seances and spooky stuff in the Frankenstein (laughs) castle? (laughs) I mean, technically, I think that you could based on what I've read. I had a really hard time finding information about how to visit the castle outside of a couple of things. One of those being Halloween, which I'll talk about in a moment. The other thing being the restaurant that they actually have in the castle, oddly enough. So there is actually a restaurant there on site It's the Castle Kitchen Restaurant. It's open every day from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. They do have evening openings. It looks like a pretty standard menu of like normal German fare, but it is the menu was in German. So I couldn't tell you all the specifics, but I was able to translate just enough to understand this looks like a typical German restaurant to me. You recognize the sauerkraut and the bratwurst and that yep. kind of stuff. They, they had sausages, all of that schnitzel. They had all that good stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it looked pretty good. The reviews were really good also for the restaurant. They also hold really kind of interesting horror-themed dinner shows that are available at the restaurant. So the restaurant can be open late for dinner. So it's not like if you do happen to be up at the castle kind of late at night, like no one's there. There's a restaurant there on site that, you know, is open. So it's not like you're necessarily out there with no one else at all hours. There's people working there. Very cool. Yeah, so it, it is neat that they have that that restaurant. That restaurant, I believe, does come into play around Halloween time. They, they kind of ramp up, I think, their horror-themed dinners and all of that kind of stuff. They embrace the potential for hauntings. Um, you can actually book a private tour of the castle through the restaurant if you want. There were no prices listed for a private tour, but they had a contact us form. So it sounds like you can contact them and get more details around getting a private tour through them. So, but it sounded like they were willing to do daytime tours, late night tours, haunted tours. They even say that on there, whatever you want it to be, they'll tour you in that way. So if you want to focus on the ghosts, they'll do that for you according to their website. Wow. That sounds amazing. That would be a really cool trip. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, really neat. Like we could go up there, Lisa, and go to dinner at the restaurant and then just hang out at the castle for a bit. Yeah. I If I ever go to Germany and this area, I'm definitely going to. 100%. So the last thing I'll mention is Halloween. So apparently in 1978, there were U.S. troops that were stationed at an Air Force base nearby, and they started using the castle as a Halloween attraction. They apparently were like doing something on base, and it became kind of big. And so they moved it over to the castle. Somehow they got access. And over the years, it has grown to be really, like I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest Halloween events throughout all of Europe. During daytime hours, they offer more family-friendly options. I've also read that on Sundays, they are more kid-friendly available. Now, 
in the evening, it's going to get pretty scary. Don't bring your children. Apparently the monsters get a lot more scary. Kids can be freaked out. That's why they offer those other hours. They're already selling tickets to this right now. They have early bird tickets that actually just finished selling um, at the end of the year, back in December of 2021. This is January of 2022. You can actually go buy tickets today for to book your spot if you want. And how much and does it cost? So I'll give you some, some basics. So there's three different options. You can get your regular ticket. You can get your fast lane ticket or a VIP ticket. Um, so the regular ticket includes access, um, I think, to like the haunted house and the attractions there. And that's 37 euros, which computes to about $42 right now. Okay. Um, you can get kids in for only 20 euros. So kids are cheaper as well. Fast lane, it's 50 euros. So a little bit more expensive, but it sounds like you get to skip most of the line, which is nice. Now, VIP is 111 euros, but you get the tickets. It includes dinner. It includes some of your drinks. It includes a reserved table throughout the evening. So like you go to like an attraction, go through the haunted house and you can go back to your table, go have a drink. Apparently the, the tables also offer kind of like a reprieve from all the monsters and stuff. So it's a nice place to kind of get away if you're a little bit overwhelmed by all the craziness that is going on there. If we're there during Halloween, we're doing the VIP package, honestly. 100%, yes. But I will say I am more scared of the fake haunted house than I am the real ghosts. For whatever, people think that's crazy, but for whatever reason, like a chainsaw starts coming at me and... I lose all uh, control to be able to stay in that spot. I got to get the heck out of there. The key is to slowly move away. They will chase you if you start running. That's what I've learned. Just stay calm. If they recognize weakness, they hone in on it. The folks that work at these haunted houses. So our older sister, Lisa, mentioned earlier that she went to the Frankenstein Castle. She was stationed in Germany for the Air Force. Gosh, this had to have been at least 15 years ago. So it's been quite a while. And so she was stationed there and she went there for Halloween, of course. And she told us about it. She said, you know, if you compare that haunted house experience to what like Lisa and I are used to in the United States, it's different in the fact that the monsters will actually touch you. Like they actually took her away from her group, apparently put her in a cage in the castle and where all the monsters were standing around poking her with sticks through the cage. <laughs> now, this is a long time ago. I don't know if that still happens. Um, it sounds like with COVID, I don't know that they were even open last year, but according to their website, they are on full steam for 2022. So, so yeah, it sounds like a whole lot of fun. It sounds like a really good uh, tradition that they have going on out there. Well, one of these days, Lindsay, I'm finally going to make it to Germany. And this is going to be one of the top of my list things to do. We had been talking about maybe going for Oktoberfest in like the September time frame. But then COVID hit and ruined all of our plans. But one of these days, we're, we're going to actually make it out and go watch a soccer game and have a really grand time and hopefully make it to a haunted house at Frankenstein's Castle because that sounds right? pretty cool be great 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying the show, please share with your friends and family if they're interested in anything ghost or paranormal. That's really what helps our show grow and gain more listeners. Also, please check us out on Facebook and follow us there for any updates as we have them. And if you have Apple, make sure to leave us a five-star review, which also helps people locate our podcast on Apple. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay safe and healthy. Bye.